Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, and through the hole comes. Oh, look out. J.K. Dobbins is on his way. He's at the 25-20. Still on his feet at the 15-10. And knocked out of bounds by Minka, short of the goal line. Indeed, with that single run, Dobbins registered the longest run against the Steelers defense all season 44 yards uh, man oh man that you know there was nothing really special about that that uh, you know I mean they came off they ran just what what my terminology would have been a p12 I mean it's just straight you know it's just straight away I'm sorry p13 um, and just straight away and it was just a double team by powers and uh, Linderbaum and they, one of the few times that they, you know, you, you'll see uh, Captain Cam get knocked out of a, uh, out of the point of attack. He got moved on that one. You got Devin Bush being walled to one side because you got Patrick Ricard coming up, leading on him. And on the other side, uh, Powers was able to come off the double team and wall Devin Bush the other side and just created that crack. Man, he whistled it there. Yeah, it was one where – you're like, oh, it's blood. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like the reaction oh. um, that you got. And J.K. Dobbins just took off, fresh off the IR, so he had fresh legs. And, yeah, that that one was one that hurt early on. But it was, but it also was recoverable. Yes. You know, like we could recover from giving up that play, and we also knew that we were on the verge. We could create the same exact play. Yep. You know, and, and that's where you were you were hoping that, okay, Najee, after last week, got reinvigorated down there in Atlanta, running angry, and it just seemed like Najee, Najee was running, but the holes were just closing up so fast. I mean, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith wow. did an excellent job of just, I mean, covering, flashing. They were everywhere. It seemed like it seemed like there were four of them on the field, even though we know there's only two. Right. Um, they they just they, they they made up so much room and you know and and obviously the addition of Roquan and the trade to, from Chicago to just really help um, Patrick Queen and it, it's helped with his development because you could see it almost like Miles Jack di- is doing for Devin Bush. Exactly so you know I mean it was I was talking to Rod Woodson who is the color commentator for the uh, for the Ravens before the game and he said 
the the addition of Roquan Smith and what he's meant to Patrick Queen and the uplifting play that they've gotten out of both. You know, it's it's simply put, Roquan Smith has brought a lot more to the table. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's it's the same conversation that we had, Wolf. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yep. How about and, that? Yeah, exactly. And, and Rod, I would like to say, Rod also makes the trek from west to east yeah. with the Baltimore Ravens, just like because we were on our flight together last night. Were you really? Flying uh. out. And so I saw Rod because Rod lives in Vegas. Yep. So so I was like, man, I was like, so we kind of <laughs> commiserated over our travel this year about not coming west of the Mississippi. Uh, so let me season. ask you: Did you did you have a layover in Vegas, or did you you know pull a uh, you know a, a, some sort of a bailout you know <laughs> elsewhere? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, we, we were in Denver. Was our oh, layover Denver? Okay, yeah, okay. No. Yeah, the Mile High City layover, and uh, yeah, we got we got to chat we got to chat a little bit uh, during our layover because we were both had about an hour and a half uh, oh, to kill goodness. once we got there. <laughs> that would be but uh, yeah, but but you know, but I think that's kind of you know where you're at, right? You 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 have these young guys that you draft, and then sometimes you got to bring a guy in, you know, that kind of fits that bill or has a similar type of disposition. And you hope that that experience and that veteranness can kind of can kind of uh, you know rub off, right, uh, right. On, on the guys. And you know we saw it yesterday; it's rubbed off in a positive way. Both of, heck, both of them got matching, get, both got interceptions, you know, yep. back to back. Yeah. So so it, so yeah, I mean, but that's one of the things where you're like, man, I just wish, you know, we had that moment. And and I thought there was that tip, um, was it Duvernay? And Demonte Casey went diving, yes, you know, for it, and I was just like, man, I was hoping that he, it was going to come up in his hands because that that was kind of the play, uh, you know, that we kind of needed. Definitely, definitely needed that thing. Needed something to turn that the, the whole thing around. Um, you know, that Dobbins run. First of all, the guy just came off of IR. You know, I mean, I, I, it's like unbelievable how he just hit. Talk about hitting the ground running. He hit the ground running. Coming out, I didn't even know he was. Nobody was quite certain that he was going to be activated for the game. Even you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and here he comes along, and he pops for 120. And you know what started? What crept up in the second half of uh, you know versus Atlanta just reared its ugly head in the Ravens game because it was in Atlanta when they went came out and rushed for 128 yards in the second half, and they it's like okay. The Ravens saw that film and said, well, we're not going to waste time in the first half throwing the ball. We're going to come out running. They did, and then we came out passing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. You, try, you know, tried to fool ourselves. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah there's the a process. point there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, it was just, well, it was just, ah. Uh, I mean, and for the Ravens to have started that so early, allowed for their adjustments in the second half. I mean, you noted it, Wolf. Uh, instead of having him be kind of the seal guy off the backside Talking edge. About Pat Ricard, yeah. Pat, Pat Ricard, yeah. They were able to make that adjustment coming into the second half. You know what? We're just going to create hands across America and have them hold <laughs> hands and just create a wall and, and, and allow Morgan Moses to kind of pull up and in on the counter. On the counter, I guess it would, would be a, a – a, 
GFT. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Gu- I just guard, call him pin and pull. Pin on the front yeah. side, pull on the back side. But the problem was, yeah. they they took Ricard and put him on the front side as a kickout guy, and sometimes he leads up straight on a on a power lead. You know what I mean? You don't really yeah. know what he's gonna. Is that's you know part of the you know disguising your intentions. But certainly, you know they they made some adjustments, but. The adjustments really to be made are you got to hold the point. You, you, you have to hold the point on, on a pin and pull. Well, otherwise, you get driven down, and we saw exactly what happened. And you get that shoulder-to-shoulder, Ben Powers and Ricard running on that uh, kickout. I mean, that I've, I don't think I've, I've seen anybody else do it the way they the Ravens do it, with shoulder-to-shoulder guys coming to the end man on the line and one guy turning up and, you know, Ricard kicking out. Yeah, no, I mean, and there was a couple times where even Morgan Mogas kind of yeah. kicked out. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it was it was kind of almost like, okay, we're going to send one for the edge, other for the alley, and then third guy is just literally cleanup duty. Yeah, right. See, see opposite color, hit opposite color. Right, exactly. And it just created, you know, like, like when you see wall returns and punt return, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the guys kind of get the wall and create the funnel. That's kind of what they were doing. Um, on the field was creating those funnels. And it was easy for Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins to find those spots because he was blowing them wide open. Um, and they were hitting those four, five, seven-yarders, oh. which are just the grinders, right? Oof. And that's how they were able to chew up that time of possession. This is another game. We did not win the time of possession battle. No. In no, the contest. They, they edged us out by almost three minutes. Um, over 30, sorry, over 30. So we were below that 30 at 27. It ended up being like a six minute differential. Um, but, but that, that's, that, that, that's exactly what we, you know, I was hoping we were going to do, right. Come out bully ball and just be a physical, nasty game. And that didn't happen. And we kind of got a little pass happy and that's what led of course to some of the other ones. But once again, it was always in control though. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was the frustrating part is to be right there and just a not come up, not have enough time or uh, or not convert on a big enough opportunities because I'll I'll say this defensively even though we're talking about the bad with the passing game yes I'm uh, sorry with the with the running game okay yeah sorry I I mean they, they they did they did a tremendous job in the air um defending and minimizing Mark Andrews who is the, who is their leading leading receiver and a lot of those plays, like like when they would rush, getting them at fourth down and shorts mm-hmm. to prevent the first downs. I thought, I thought, you know, I thought Minka one time. I mean, lit, he lit Huntley up. Oh, he did. Uh, I think what wasn't it the play that actually sent him out? Or it no, no, was. that was a Montre. Yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, Montre. got his legs him, and and then, and then he caught it. He caught him up top. And I mean, Minka was flying around trying to do whatever he could, and and you know, and that's where. It was like, man, you just you want to honor those efforts, but it just came down to the you know you couldn't get those fourth downs that were necessary on short yardage. You turned the first one over, and then after that they had success. They figured it out. Just motion the tight end in the back, and then just push the quarterback on a dive. Yes, that's really it. And the bad, yeah. the bad became the ugly then. You know because then yes, you know, and and again. I, I can't put this all on Mitch, all right? You, you no. think about it. You got 31 throws or 34, whatever it is. Um, 
and 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 he had some great throws. He did some great things, you know. And so yeah. I understand. But in, in the critical moments, he made he he chose three times poorly, and that's you know that's the one thing about playing quarterback. <laughs> you know, it's all out there. It, think yeah. about it. Every one of those offensive linemen up front. Max, we could sit there and go down and, and, and point to a guy and say, okay, yeah, this is a, a poor decision. This is a bad play. Bad, you know, but because it, it, it's it's hidden in the trenches. You know what I mean? Every guy's going to make yeah. some mistakes. It, it happens, right? That's the name of the game. But when you're a quarterback and you're out there, he, I mean, it's obviously out in front for everybody to see. That's the big stage. But certainly I got to say, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. But I did love the way at least – Trubisky was trying to get downfield. He averaged 9.2 per shot, which is way over what he had been doing back in the, when he first started the first several games of the season. Yeah, no, I mean, Mitch was pushing the ball and was connecting. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you had six of eight targets for Deontay. Deontay held, uh, hauled in 82 yards, had a 37-yarder. You had the Pickens 42-yarder, which we played earlier in the show. Of Billy calling that one, Pat Pat had Pat had a triplet of, of uh, catches on six on six targets. Yep. Um, log of fourteen, and of course that touchdown, the touchdown reception that he had. Um, Jalen Warren had had, had a nice little uh, had a nice little fourteen yarder. I mean, guys, and then of course Connor. Yeah. Talk about meatball for a yes. second. I mean, <laughs> to come up with climb the staircase wow what a catch that and, was and snatch and snatch a star out of heaven you know what i'm saying yeah. like it was it was a beautiful catch there by 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 connor so i mean there were there there were some good ones in there um that that created that length but it was just like you said it was just not enough and i think one of the big things that that led us to having to go to the air was the ground game the ground game right. was not there how we would have liked it um, Najee rushing below three yards a touch. That's that's not winning. That's not winning football. No, you got to be above that three and a half to four yards of carry, and uh, we just didn't quite get there. And so the run kind of got abandoned um, on those you know those twenty total attempts. But I mean, you take you, you take you take two of those attempts away, which were Kenny's scrambles. Right. Um. You know that thirteen yarder was the long longest rush of the day for the offense. And you're looking at around 40, 47 yards rushing for that offense on on 18 attempts. That's that's not good enough. That's not no, winning football. That's that's not winning football. That's for sure. And then of course you come to the apex of it, part of the problem. And that is, uh, West. Do we have uh, one of the uh, interceptions? Gets the snap, throws that pass over the middle, and it's intercepted with a leaping grab. He lost the handle, but they're going to call it incom. No, they're going to call it an interception by Patrick Queen, the second of the game for Mitch Trubisky. And, of course, we know that there was one before that and one after that. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I I don't know what Mitch was seeing down the middle, but it was, you know, I don't blame him for the long ball to the outside. Of course, again, would have been nice if he could have moved that safety. Marcus Williams, he needed to freeze if you're going to go long ball there. But on the other two over the middle, that that's, um, that's difficult. I can't say, you know, the thing about it is I sit there and go, uh, you know, I not that I. What do, what do you say? I mean, I think you see uh, yeah. the guy there, but I, I don't know. I'm not Mitch Trubisky. You know what I mean? And I don't know. You yeah. just didn't see 
uh, either Roquan Smith or Patrick Queen over the middle. And that was unfortunate because he did so much good in there. But those three just sank the Steelers' chances. Yeah, I think at one point, right after the third one, he was 16-20 to 20 at that point. So yeah. it was like, ah! You know, I mean, technically the ball only hit the ground once. Yeah, <laughs> those, 20, right, right. those 20 attempts. But at the same time, you're just like, man, what could have been just a little hesitation on that pat one to clear that crosser across the middle yep. and carry Roquan across. And then, of course, like you said, freezing the safety. And, of course, for Patrick Queen, I mean, a little bit more English, a little more arc on that one um, so that he can't jump up and snatch it out, out of the ground. Let me uh, ask you. Sorry, out of the air. Yeah, out of the ground. Atta boy. You're a little tired. Yeah. I know. I, I I hear you. Let me ask you something. Have you ever lost a game? Okay, I have. All right? I know what it's like. I know the feeling. I know the, the terrible feeling of sitting there in a chair over and over this reel of bad plays going on in your head, and suddenly you realize you've been sitting up all night, you know, maybe and probably crushed oh, yeah. a lot of lasagna. But – I did that in Seattle yeah. my second year, I believe it was, on a screen pass, fourth quarter, and Franco Harris went 90 yards for the winning touchdown, and the referee hit me in the helmet with the with the beanie bag. At then back then, remember it had the the, the BBs in yeah. it, so it really clunked yeah. you in the head, and it was like bonk, and I look up, and the referee is looking right at me, and I know I just got called for holding, and that touchdown run came back. Oh. You want to talk yeah. about feeling horrible. Sick. Oh, it's a sick, sick feeling. to the stomach. Um, no, I mean, I, I've, I've had moments like that, um, you know, where you you sit there and you go through in your mind and it's a big play and a pass, and then you, you're like, I just got called for holding. Oh, it like, was terrible. Oh, and you know who it was? It was Keith who? Butler, our former defensive coordinator. Butts. You held butts. Butsy. Oh. Butsy. I, I called him. I kept calling him for years after. I called him every time I see him. I go, hey, Greg Luganis, the diver. You know, the Olympian diver. I go, no. <laughs> yeah. I said, hey, Luganis, nice to see you again. Oh, my gosh. He goes, no, you tackled me. It was like, I, I guess I did because I got the beanbag right in the helmet. But I'll tell you this, yeah. Max. I was at, I was at uh, what was it? Uh, Bob Evans or something like that, or Eaton Park the next day, right? And I'm I'm eating uh, breakfast, and all of a sudden I I got my head buried in the newspaper because you know back then it was all about newspapers. That and that, that was the social media. That yes, was that was the social media. media. The and I hear somebody clear this throat, and I look over, and I'm sitting in a booth, and I look over, and there's these two elderly elderly gents. They're sitting there, they're looking at me, right? And I put the paper down, and then all of a sudden they go, "Kid, what were you thinking?" You tackled him. Huh? What, what are you crazy? <laughs> I'm like going, oh, that's great. Oh god. Yeah, I'm just getting like, berated thanks. now. Thanks. Th- see, see, uh, that, that's called jumping in your DMs right there, <laughs> old school. <laughs> They're right there, just staring at you. Or explain that jumping <laughs> in what? So, so direct messaging. So that's something oh, that okay. if, if somebody follows you on social media, they can send you a direct <laughs> message. Medieval direct was, message. Hey, that medieval direct message. I mean, it was a, a medieval DM. They just they they, they they saw you, they sized you up, and they, you looked at them, and they made the comment. And you're just like, <laughs> you just got to own it. Like, what am I going to say? There, there was nowhere to go. I was pinned in my booth, you know? Yeah, exactly. Pinned between paper paper and food. You know, yeah. it was just. And to oh, that, gents. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
Who needs to, who needs to learn how to work this twit thing? You know, I just go up and tell him to his face. It was, I'm telling you what you could not. And here's the worst part about it too, was going all the way back from Seattle with that loss. That's a long plane ride, man. Oh, we, we, well, I remember having that in the, uh, when we, when we played Oakland out in oh, Oakland. Oh yeah. Back at, yeah, yeah back, game. back, back in 06. Oh, that was miserable. That was a <laughs> miserable ride, uh, back home. Cause you're like, you're going all the way across again. Like we just took this L and I got to carry this L all the way back to Pittsburgh. Was that like when, did you miss a corner blitz off that one? Off yeah, the slide no, no, that was the defensive end. Who oh. was lined up like a corner <laughs> and like a ghost 25 technique. It was like the – I was like, did he run off the sidelines like before the snap count? Like how the – I mean, he was wide as all get out. Derek Burgess. Yeah. I was like oh, – I, I was like, man, man. you could not, could, not pick the, could not pick an intersection point at that point because I'm like, I'm kicking, I'm kicking, I'm kicking. I'm like 10 yards deep at this point. I'm like, I can't kick any further, but his angle says I need to be deeper – so they, they, you just, you know, you guess and they dove off the diving board and uh, into a shallow pool. It was just, it was bad. Well, let's say we say we open up the phone lines. If anybody wants to call, air out their grievances. It's 412-919-1316, Max. All right, let's do it. And we'll, we'll take those calls on the other side of this break. You're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN and SNR Radio. <laughs> is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Max, no matter how you color this thing, no matter how you write up the script, the ugliest part of this game was the running game of the Ravens that the Steelers just could not stop. You know, again... You know, you go to uh, the second half of the Atlanta game. In the first half, they just didn't run the ball much. Second half, they came on like gangbusters, and the Ravens just picked up the rushing mantle from the Falcons from last week and just kept their foot on the gas pedal. Um, That was probably the most discouraging part about it, was it not? Yeah, it it was. It was, I mean, to be able to try and break through. And, you know, there were moments, right, I think. You know, another ugly aspect in the middle of that was losing Chris Wormley. Yes. Um, you know, he actually played – he was playing well. I watched him up was. until the time he got hurt, but he was defeating the blocks at, at the point of attack and doing a good job up until he got hurt. 
I mean, he he has been the Raven killer yeah. over yeah. the last year. I mean, he 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 because he's logged a sack in every game against him, right? I mean, yep. and and he just he there's just something about when it's your former team, right? You know, it's that it's that X that dumps you. Uh, you want you want to show them that you're doing fine, and and he was doing a great job, and I just feel bad for him yeah. that uh, he goes out with that knee, which looked like I mean almost like a non-contact type injury. I couldn't tell. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I couldn't see it because you know, and also on the film it kind of cuts away from it, so you can't really tell what happened on that. But it was just a, that that was a sad low moment, you know, where you take a pause, um, and him getting off the field needing help. Um, you just you, you feel bad for him in yeah. that moment because it just made an ugly day uglier. I guess that would be in the uglier category. Yeah, um, exactly. Was, and that's where was, we're at. Was losing worm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We are at that part part of the program. Yes, <laughs> we, are, we are definitely in the uglier. And uh, you know, so hopefully, well, we'll find out tomorrow from uh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know what the the extent probably is, but. Uh, Hopefully, prayers go out for uh, Chris Wormley because he's a good dude and he's played some good football. And uh, you, you hate to see that happen like that. And it was on the knee that he doesn't wear a knee brace on. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, that was unfortunate. But okay, we got uh, we got some callers in. We're going to start off with an old friend from Chicago, Cr. You're in Chicago, but you're in the locker room. And what's the gripes for today, my friend? Hello, CR. Did we lose CR? Hello, can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah. Welcome, CR. Hey, CR, sitting in Chicago, live just north of Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> uh, been down here for for for, uh, for a few few days. Uh, hey, brother. Uh, first of all, before I get into anything else, what you talking about a eulogy? Why do you feel like you got to do a eulogy? <laughs> I just feel like I felt really bummed. You know what I mean? Just overwhelming because this game, as I said from the outset. It was eminently winnable. There are so many ways this game could have been won. And, you know, it was just frustrating. And I know what it's like to be one of those guys with a view behind the face mask, as Mike Tomlin puts it, Max, the same way. And you have those expectations. You go into the game and you think, dead gummit, we're going to do it. And then you just have – it just falls apart. Yeah. So – Anyway, hey, hey, uh, Master, just I'm glad you're doing doing better, and uh, you know, yeah. uh, glad you're back on the radio. And and that that hidden ninja back there, but behind the scene, he's he's a nutcase too. But I really appreciate all you guys, man. Hey, uh, getting into the game, I, I drove down. I made the 200 mile trip yesterday from just north of Woman to to just north of Charleston. I hung out with Juan. We watched the game together, and then I jumped back in the car and drove back up here. So, Did you really? Uh, but you know. Yeah, hey man, it's a black and gold thing. I mean, hey, wow. what the heck? If, you, if you're gonna be a Steeler fan, then be one. You know, don't <laughs> don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. You know, but you. Uh, getting down to the game, uh, hey man, it was a total uh, total team effort uh, in the loss. Uh, hey, the special teams with the what 17 yard kick and and then the uh, block punt and then the the defense just got ran over like 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 somebody owned them. And uh, the offense, you know, three interceptions. Uh, it's it's just sad that we are where we at. But then again, you know, all things like this happen. It reminds me of before the Ben days and after the um, the uh, uh, our main quarterback uh, days. You know, we're back in that time now, and a lot of people don't understand this and they don't know how to deal with it. So there's kind of emotions everywhere. But it is what it is. You know, it's going to take some time to. Uh, to regroup and re-get this thing together. 
in my heart of hearts, I'm going to always be a Steelers fan. But, hey, we just got to deal with this, man. Yep. Uh, comments. Well, just the fact that, you know, it is, as you pointed out, look, it's obvious. When you throw the ball away and uh, give turnovers and you get hit for 215 yards rushing, Max, what do you think? There's not a whole lot of hope for you. No, there, there's not, CR. I mean, uh, this was one of the games where you really – this was the test, right? This was the litmus test for, for the squad yeah. to see where we're at. You know, were those previous two victories kind of a victim of circumstance? You're playing a team that's that's uh, an inferior squad and you, you did what you were supposed to do in that? Or are you a team that has grown on this journey? And, you know, this was a setback. This was not as tough as we thought they were going to be. Um, and the other team came out, and, and, and they, they, they were tougher in the moment yesterday. Now, you'll get one other opportunity, another crack at it down in Baltimore, less than ideal circumstances. You have film now. Let's see if you learn from it. But you, you, you've got to dust yourself off because you still got opponents left on the schedule. we got to make that trip down to Carolina. So you get your 24 hours to kind of deal with it. And, you know, you, you have to respond. That, that's the only thing you can say. You must respond to this. And because you're on film, you got a month to erase it. You got four games and four opportunities to show that you're not the team that you just put on tape on uh, on this past Sunday. That's a great point. All right, CR. Yeah, you're right about it. You're Any right last about comments, hey, buddy? I'll, I'll be up there in, uh, in in Charlotte here. We're leaving here uh, this weekend. Uh, me and Rudy and, and Juan, we're all going to meet up there in Charlotte. And uh, I also want to uh, shout out to, to David Boards. He's a, a Raleigh guy. And he's a diehard Steelers fan. He's going to meet us up there, too. All so right. So, I say, appreciate you, love you. Uh, in the meantime, and in between <laughs> time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank <laughs> you, CR. Appreciate it. The Road Warrior, CR. Okay, beautiful. Let's roll on. We got Chris in New York. Chris, you're in the locker room. Hey, guys. Glad to be part of the Power Hour, first of all. It's my first time calling. Oh, good. Um. Wanted to talk about the running game. I'm a basketball coach, so I don't know a lot. But the I'm looking at the game, especially the Dobbins, you know, breakaway uh, mm-hmm. run. And to me, it's looking like, especially uh, Mac and um, uh, Devin Bush, it looks like they're running to the guards instead of looking at the gaps between the guards and centers. Again, I don't know a lot about football. I coach basketball. But what do you guys think? Is that the case? Should they be looking more in, into the gaps between the guys so that they can keep their shoulders and hands free? Depends on the call and the huddle and which shoulder they, they attack the line of scrimmage, what gap they're responsible for. What happened with – if you go onside with uh, – I'm trying to think, which one was it? Was it Devin? Or, I can't remember which one. They double-teamed on Cam, who shifted over the nose right before the snap. They got movement on, on Cam, got him to the backside. Then Ben Powers came off and shielded one of the linebackers to the outside. On the inside there, um, they were able to get upfield with Patrick Ricard Got up uh, on Miles Jack. Miles Jack came down and yeah, and and lit him up. Uh, tried to light him up in the hole, but he hit to the backside, and it was just eighty-eight and out the gate. All right, because I, you know, I, I'm just I'm thinking because I know on the outside backers that they're supposed to try and keep their outside shoulders free. So I was thinking maybe it was the same concept with the inside backers. 
that they're supposed to do that because it looks like a lot of the games that I've, you know, I've been a Steelers fan since 73 um, that, you know, that they're supposed right. to try and keep something free. So I don't know. Well, the biggest thing about it is which, you know, what arm are you keeping free? You know, because you bounce to the next gap is what you're trying to do. You fill a gap, and then if the play doesn't come to you, then you are bouncing it to the next gap over. You know, and um, there there was whatever the miscommunication or physically they were overwhelmed at the point of attack. You know, that's okay. the point. So either way, you know, either, either somebody attacked with the wrong shoulder or they just – we're overwhelmed physically. So, all, all right. right. Well, I, I'd also like to know what, what CR and those guys do for jobs. So I'd love to go to every game, too. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Take care. Here we go, Steelers. Let's go. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate right, you. Thank you. What do you think, Max? To take one more, we'll get Juan in here. Yeah, let's try and get Juan in here All right, right before the break. Let's get Juan in before the break. Juan, how you doing, buddy? I know you've been hanging out with CR. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, me and CR, we've been doing a real thing. So shout out to my guy, CR. Thanks thanks for hanging out with me because I know I can be a handful. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> Okay, let's get to the game. Um, with the two red zone picks that um, Trubisky threw, I say it cost us six point five. You got to give credit to those guys. The linebackers just read the play because the move was the move was open on both of the players, so the guys just read it. What you guys think about that? Go ahead, Max. Yeah, well, I I think it was I, th- I think it was right. I mean, but the problem is is that you know even if you see Pat open. You have to. What are you doing to freeze the guys on the opposite side or the direction that Pat's moving? And you know, Mitch admitted, you know, he didn't do a good enough job freezing the safety. And I think it applied, um, you know, for a majority of those. Is you've got to see the whole field. You can't get locked in and cut it into segments. As a quarterback, you have to know what's going on the other side, especially when you're looking off um, other guys just to freeze them because you're trying to create that narrow window. And it was just it, it it was it was a tough bitter pill to swallow. But you're right. I mean, they played it well. They dropped off into into, into soft zone coverage, and their athleticism carried them in a position where they could go make a play on the ball. Um, you know, Mitch Mitch sailed the one to the end zone um, to Deontay, and the other one just wasn't enough loft on the Patrick Queen interception. And then of course Roquan was trailing. Steven Sims on the double crossers in the middle of the field. So you got to, you got to wait on that one. That's one where you kind of have to pump it and yeah. then go beyond it to lead Pat past the opposite direction that Roquan's going. So, I mean, it was just a tough situation. The mesh point is dangerous, right, Max? I mean, yeah. that's yeah. a dangerous area to throw, you know, you got to be it careful. Is. Yeah. And then yeah, um, also like, like you guys say, this, this game, it reminded me, it reminded me of the first game of the season against Cincinnati. Like, the opportunities there was there, like when uh, when he fumbled, um, TJ had the fumble, but the Baltimore guy got it back from him. The block um, field goal by Campbell, like we had the opportunities to get this. And also, uh, I want to pick you bank off this right here. Um, what you guys think about the? Uh, I know 53 guys make make the team, but what they need, don't you think they need to change the rule? All 53 guys get a hat because. 
I mean, just like if Rich would have got hurt yesterday, we wouldn't have had another quarterback. Mm. Yeah, that's right. We had Zach Gentry <laughs> as our emergency third quarterback. 612. 6-12, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, yeah, I always bring that up to CR when uh, when he saw it. I said it goes six twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was our emergency. But no, I I do agree. I think with the extension of the season, this is something that has to be revisited. And I think you know, like you said, losing quarterbacks in the midst of the game, um, having players go down, you know, multitude of them. I think you do have to look at. You know how do how are we creating this to make more opportunities? I know you expanded the practice squad, but what about the availability of adding additional game day hats? I think that is something that hopefully the NFL takes a look at, especially with the prevalence of how many injuries we had. I mean, this not the first time we've seen multiple quarterbacks go out in a single game. I mean, you look at down in uh, Miami, right? They went they went down. I think they lost all three at one point. And then had to bring three, back yeah. the, the previous, the previously injured. So I think it is something that they'll take into account um, when you when you take it into the off season. I'm sure it'll be talked about in owners meetings and rules meetings. No doubt about it. It's going to be important because let's face it. You had a 17th game. Now you're really stretching bodies. You and you have been stretching bodies. So you need. I think you should have all hands on deck, all 53. No doubt about it. Juan, thanks so much for joining. We got to go to break, my friend. We've got Myron. We got right, Cuban you guys Dan. Have a good one. You betcha. We got Myron right, and Cuban too, Dan bud. waiting. Max, take us out, buddy. All right, Myron, Cuban Dan, hold on, hold, hold <laughs> those pickles, and we'll get back to you on the other side of this break. You're in the locker room with Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rolling right along, we got Cuban Dan in the locker room. Cuban, you there? What do you say, fellas? How you doing today? Hold the pickles, as Max said earlier. Right, Max? You got to hold, gotta hold <laughs> you <know>? the pickles. <laughs> it's, it's funny you should say that because I... I just went through the uh, Chick-fil-A line and got a Chick-fil-A Deluxe, American cheese, no pickles. Currently currently enjoying my lunch. (laughs) Currently enjoying my lunch right now. Very good. Very good. So what do you got for us, brother? Well, that was, uh, I was actually going to share that as one of the positives that I have. So that kind of, that kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I'd say, there we go. I'd say the other, the other positive is that last Friday on the electric factory, I predicted correctly that Kenny would not have any interceptions, and that held true. Well, that's good, too. Yeah. He did. I can back him up on that one. All right. Yeah. All right. Like I'm, I'm, ser- I'm searching over here, guys. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, try- I'm yeah, trying yeah. because I, after yesterday, man, I really contemplated a life of drugs and alcohol. And fortunately, saner thoughts prevailed. But that was just that was really that was really hard to watch. I mean, it was a uh, boy just to see yeah. that many opportunities slip through was was disappointing. And I wasn't even going to call in, but after Juan gave me a shout out, we actually. Um, Wes passed along his number a couple weeks ago, and I finally just got an opportunity. But yesterday, around noon, I gave him a call, and we had a good twenty-minute call. We're we're going to be linking up in in Charlotte, so 
Very good. Yeah, shout out to shout out to uh, CR and and Juan. Did I say Juan earlier or CR? Uh, doesn't matter. They, they they're intermixing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, one, yeah, one yeah, begets the other. The, yeah, tag team duo. Hey, really, <laughs> yeah. really concerned. Really concerned about the the rush defense. Yeah, I mean that's that. I mean, I know we held them to sixteen, yeah. but still, still seems to be really concerning. Two hundred and fifteen um, yards that, is way too much, man. Seems like a lot, right? Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot, especially when wanna, you knew that they had to rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you knew yeah. It was, you knew it was coming, and it really, there there were there wasn't an answer for it. There there just wasn't. But we kind of saw glimpses of it last week in the second half against the Falcons when they finally decided to start running the ball. We 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 saw that that was that was an issue that was coming down the line. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not much more to add. Just uh, like I said, uh, just wanted to call and say hello and appreciate and better, you. Uh, better luck next week and, and Sunday. Well, you know what? I have to admit, though, I am I have a Cuban sandwich and I have it with pickles. What can I say? I'm a pickle guy. But okay, thank uh, you, well, Cuban. I, I Dan. expect that. I expect I expect that from you. It doesn't make you right, but I expect <laughs> it from you. <laughs> excellent, excellent, brother. Thanks for calling. Right, in. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. All right, we got Myron in Texas. Myron, we're going to wind up with you, my friend. Make it good. Hey, how you guys doing today, man? We're doing good. Doing, doing all right. You know, I, I could say as Steelers fans, we have very, very high expectations because we're dealing – remember, we just gave up our 18-year quarterback. We have a rookie, and we still believe that we can win it all right now. And, you know, I, I was that way. But then I said, you know what? I need to back down a little bit. And I actually love the progression that I'm seeing with Kenny. And I'm looking now for the future. Now, I'm not giving up on this season. I think that we can win these last four. I really do think we can win these last four, sit back and see if we can make the playoffs. But my thing is, uh, yeah, our expectations are very high. We're treating it like, you know, like Ben's gone, but we just keep it rolling. And that's not the case. We have a lot of newness with this team, and we have to look at that as a whole. Because think about it. Baltimore has everything going for them, and they only beat us by two points, and we gave them three turnovers in this situation. And a lot of, and I'm like, you know what? We're really not that bad, or they're not that good. It's got to be either one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somewhere in between, Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say you know, Myron, you you have the right mindset about it, and you know, it, it, it this, this is this is it. But you have this many new pieces, it's never going to click right. completely, and you just hope that it right. comes together enough that you can take advantage when the opportunity presents itself. But you still don't have enough guys who are truly like battle tested in these situations. But I, I, I appreciate right. that the effort doesn't stop. You know, you see a lot of teams where they get down and they're just, you know, and, and they're just done. Like you look at the Houston no, Texans, right? Like mentally, how do you walk into that locker room? You know, and the Steelers are far from that. But yeah, it, it is. We have a high expectation level, and this has just kind of been. We now get to see how the other half normally lives and what we've kind of enjoyed for two decades not having to really look in that mirror. That's true. Very true. Yeah, we don't quit. Now, one other thing I got to admit. Now, okay, based on the rules, the way they are now, that tackle that Roquan made on Kenny, that was a good tackle, but his head got slammed down. That was Tom Brady. 
Remember the Atlanta game? Yeah. That's the oh, yeah. You see it coming? No question. But I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, you know, I'm <laughs> just saying, based on the rules, that I looked, I was like, man, he slammed his head down. But I said, I wasn't fucking about a flag. I was like, wow, okay, that was Tom, a whole different deal. But uh, other than that, 10-year veteran of the United States Army, and we kicked Navy's butt in the first overtime Army-Navy game. Go Army. All right, go <laughs> Army. Go. My go son Army. Is an infant- was in the infantry and so forth, so thank you for your service. We appreciate you. We oh. got to go, Myron. All right, man. Y'all yeah. Take care now. Thank, thank you. Go Steelers. Um, absolutely. All right, that's the show. Wolf, tomorrow I have to actually break down – uh, playoff scenarios because Aegon Mark hit me on the uh, on the social media feed and we ran out of time today. But Aegon, I got you. I will get you tomorrow with the playoff scenarios, guys. If you miss any of the show today, feel free to go to iHeart, go to Steelers Mobile app, go to wherever else you get podcasts. Tune into the show, like, subscribe, listen, and of course we got all of our other hosted shows on there. The entire SNR lineup is available wherever you get podcasts. This was a good show. We're going to continue it tomorrow and the rest of this week as we roll on uh, through this loss and get ready for Carolina. You've been in the locker room with Wolf, Starks, the Ninjas, ESPN, SNR Radio. Take care. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.